What's up, guys? This is a special episode of the Learning on the Job podcast. We thought this episode was so good that we didn't want you to miss one second of it. And so we're splitting it into two parts. So you can listen on your way to work, on your way home, while you're working out, while you're hanging out with your wife, while you're hanging out with your husband, whatever the situation is, we want you to be able to tune in. So look forward to part two coming out tomorrow. But in the meantime, enjoy the show. What's going on, guys? I'm Christoph. And I'm McKenna. And this is the Learning on the Job podcast. for another episode of the Learning on the Job podcast. We're super pumped about mm-hmm. this one. Um, how are you doing today, McKenna? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the week. Marriage moment. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. one heck of a week i feel like um we were just talking about this a minute ago but um but this week we have just really tried to um handle a lot of different health issues and i know that that's been something we've talked a lot about on this podcast is just like basically um and i'll use your words basically we're falling apart and um this week was really just filled with uh just asking the lord and 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 uh kind of scrambling for new solutions to things that just kind of we're dealing with yeah for sure it's been uh quite interesting got some blood work done earlier this week and so just like you know waiting for results on that trying to see what's going on um you know excited to to be making some different like life changes um Mm -hmm. definitely gonna be back in the gym more your boy is not as swole (laughs) as he used to be um you look great to me babe now your boy's just swollen so (laughs) what does even so, mean I don't, they know what it means they know <laughs> they know my you know my stomach not as tight as it used to be i'm out here um you know getting that like true love handles mm. this is the handles received from love so uh it's it's really good it gives us something to grab on to so <laughs> praise god for you you're the lucky one i am um but really it's just been a it's been a week of, of dealing with that man but you know ultimately too is this past weekend, you know, we had, I think we had a great time, actually. We mm-hmm. dug deep into like a 10 hour conversation. And <laughs> yeah, I would advise you guys, like if you've never done this before, like make a date, like a revolving door date, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. the date doesn't stop. It's a whole day. We've uh-huh. done that a couple of times, but today yeah. I, I like this weekend even more particularly because it was like, we got to literally wake up. We're talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, we go, like, you want to go drive? Cool. We do that. Yeah. We'll go get lunch. Cool. We did that. We're still talking about the same thing. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, you want to go grab coffee? Cool. We did that. Yeah. We sat in the car. Didn't even go to get coffee. <laughs> we we sat in the car. We sat in, in the parking lot. Talking the about it. Right? Yeah. And then it's like, you want to go get a drink? Cool. Let's do that. Uh-huh. And still talk about this. Yeah. So basically it was just a revolving door conversation on purpose and yeah. like what it, what it means to carry that out and what it means to walk in that boldly. And I think we've both been dealing with that in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, me trying to process like purpose for myself or you know, what God is ultimately calling mm-hmm. me to, um, and, and, and how I can best walk through that and navigate yeah. my way through it. Yeah. Um, and then you, you know, just, just, 
me wanting to encourage you, but also you delving mm-hmm. even deeper into yeah. your end. You know? Yeah. I mean, when I say that you've been my biggest champion in the things that I, I dream for and I hope for, um, that, that would be an understatement, honestly, because um, I have had a huge problem with um, not taking ownership over the things that I know that I'm called to. Mm. And, um, and that was really just this, this past weekend where we had that whole long um, 10 hour date day where we just, we basically just drove around and we just spoke life into each other and, and the things that we're, we're called to. And honestly, it was a lot of truth speaking that day. And a lot of it, I didn't want to hear. Um, but a lot of it, I I mean, all of it, I was grateful for, you know, so it was awesome. And that's, that's often the truth in general. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, they say the truth hurts, but sometimes the truth is exactly what you need to hear. Yeah. And sometimes it's not exactly in the way that you want to hear it. Right. And so that it can come out in in different ways and in different forms. And Mm -hmm. I think that we really like broke, broke some ground. Yeah, we did. And I think guys, you guys are going to see the fruit of that conversation. I believe coming here soon, just because like, what what God has planned for McKenna, like you guys have no idea, like, and I think you guys are going to start seeing the fruit of what's happening and what, you know, what's happening on the inside of her mm. and like what's being sparked for her as well. So it's going to be really, really awesome. Um, and Your that's voice just, sounds especially deep right now. I just I have to say that. it. Yeah. Well, hey, is it sexy? <laughs> it is. Hey, come on. <laughs> we have to stop this. Yeah, stop the podcast. <laughs> Press pause. Like, hey, what's up? What's up, girl? Hey. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> okay, I like that, but I don't know if all well, the listeners. Hey, will. it's fine. Y'all got it. Um, but yeah, I guess now we can just kind of move into our roses and thorns section. If you have something that's going on in your life right now that's challenging. Roses and thorns. You know, the big thing for me this week, I feel like I don't know if if I'd process through my it's kind of my rose and my thorn, if I'm mm-hmm. being honest. The thing that I've really been processing through even a little bit more today was the idea of, um, man, evangelizing. Mm. I guess it's mm-hmm. a weird topic, but what I've really been processing through is how we as a group of people, Christians, mm-hmm. decide to talk to other people who may not be Christian. Yeah, And for me... I just have found such like my heart grows heavier mm-hmm. day to day for people who, you know, don't know God mm-hmm. and how I can easily just have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about like the way things are presented, you know, because that's what was impactful for me. Mm-hmm. You know, had somebody didn't package the, you know, somebody didn't throw the gospel at me or throw it down my throat, even though I grew up with it. Right. Mm-hmm. From when I finally decided to like accept it for what it was for truth, when I was, you know, in college, um, nobody threw it at me. It came as a result of me being in relationship with a bunch mm-hmm. of guys who were like, Hey, you want to go, you know, grab a drink or you want to go chill. You want to go kick it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then literally in my moments of, of weakness, my moments of crisis, these guys would surround me and then tell me the truth of the gospel yeah. and just remind me of the things that, yes, I had heard all of my life growing right. up, but things that I didn't really know to be true until, mm. you know, I was, I was encountering, you know, God in those moments of, of crisis. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's something that I've really been ex- passionate for yeah. and something I've really been trying to hone in on mm-hmm. when it comes to how 
how I frame my speech. Yeah. Because I want to be, I just want to be open, but I want to be too, I want to be someone that you can have a conversation with. Right. Yeah. And, just I, real. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of times, man, we can, we can get into this, these, these ideas of, you know, it says in the word like these, these cisterns hold no water. And so mm-hmm. we create these things for ourselves and we put them um, under the label of religion. And I don't necessarily think that that's always the case. Mm. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, yes, it, actually it is. It's the case that it is religion, but it doesn't mean it's, it's Christianity. Mm. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't mean it's a, it's a qualifier for being Christian. Like mm-hmm. you can't do this, you can't do that. Those types yeah. of things that are not, first of all, you know, may or may not be tier one issues, mm-hmm. um, which tier one issue is salvation, yeah. you know, and then tier two and tier three issues is like, hey, and it might not even be a tier three issue. It's like, does it actually affect your salvation? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the question I've been you know, looking at things and being like, hey, does this actually affect my salvation? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or hey, hey, how can I communicate this to someone who doesn't believe? Right. You know, communicate that ideal to someone who doesn't believe. Um, and so I've really just been, you know, working through that. Mm-hmm. And just exci- it's been fun, actually, mm-hmm. getting to the nitty gritty of my soul and figuring out, okay, why am I passionate about that? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's because yeah. that's what was done to me. Right. Somebody was able to come to me reach me at my lowest and pull me up mm. because they were in relationship with me and they were, yeah. you know, they wanted to get out and they wanted to get drinks with me and that whole thing. And that, that made me feel like, you know what? Um, not only is Christianity fun. Cause that was the idea that I didn't have. I was thinking that it wasn't fun. I was thinking that in my thirties I would get it and it would click after I had been done having my fun. Mm. But mm. not only did I realize that Christianity was fun, but I realized that it was the most worthwhile thing. And it was a lot more fun on that side of the grass than it was on the other side of the grass mm-hmm. because I was having fun in freedom. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the biggest piece to, uh, for me that is kind of my roses and thorn for this week. Mm. What about you? Babe? That's deep. Again, you have a deeper rose and thorn than I do. Um, so like I said earlier, um, I, you know, there's just been some health issues and, um, I think it would kind of be similar to, uh, Christoph where it was like, it would be both a rose and a thorn. So basically this past week, um, my eczema got to a really huge flare up. Like it hadn't been since I was a a small child Mm. and it, it was so rough, but, um, I think that that was a moment where, especially being married, where you have to put away shame and know that like this person loves you despite, um, and not even despite, but like because and through um, these challenges. And I know that this isn't a life or death situation, um, but it was still something, you know, as a woman, like um, there are just certain things that you, you want to look perfect all the time and all of this. So it really, it challenged those things. And Um, And so I think that this is a rose and a thorn for that reason where I feel like it was a growing experience for me to just set shame aside, continue to just be intentional to do that and um, and to really put aside the uh, the worldly the world's concept of beauty Mm. um, and to understand that that just looks different in our home, Absolutely, you know. Um, that there's there aren't those the world standards of beauty in our home, yeah. um, and beauty in our home looks like vulnerability, right. you know. And so that's something that I feel like I've just grown in, you know. Hopefully this past week, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I actually thought about something today, which was um, the thought of making some sort of like I don't know like body scrub for people who have eczema mm. and uh, making it like all natural. And cause I was thinking like, I mean, I would love to do that for myself, but 
uh, I think other people would probably want something like that too. Maybe. Like, look at you coming up with business ideas. <laughs> hey, but let me tell y'all, man, like the idea of, she's talking about the idea of beauty, you know, uh, the world's beauty not being in our home. Let's not get it twisted. Um, my wife is bad. All right. <laughs> so let's, let's not get <laughs> it twisted at all. Um, I got a bad one. <laughs> You're so, crazy. So, you know, the world's beauty, she got it. Um, <laughs> and, and I got it. Therefore, I want all my props. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Oh yeah. I'm vain. Uh, I'm <laughs> You're so vain. Um, is that a song? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think the song is about uh, Dang, you. I'm not culturally You're relevant. You're so vain. You're not culturally relevant. But I that's know, like I don't know old the song. school. Like that's a, that's more, that's yeah. more you. You should know that. And I know. I should be like, huh? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, 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 we're students of culture. Uh, we're learning. We're learning. All right. Well, now let's go ahead and get into our interview for the day. Guys, it is absolutely fire. I mean, flames, mm. literally fuego, all the Fs. Um, <laughs> so good, guys. These guys are, we sat down with Kim and Ellis Deuce. Um, They have been in our life for quite a while. Um, they've just walked us through so many different seasons. Um, and we say so many different seasons, but there's only been a few. Right. But, you know, again, we've been. Been pressure like cooked. jam-packed exactly yeah. we've been pressure cooked in our relationship and these have just been guys that we have been able to go to um people that we've been able to look up to as mentors mm-hmm. um people that we you know we call them senseis you know they literally have just given <laughs> us downloaded so much knowledge to us and and gave a certain level of transparency that you are definitely mm-hmm. going to hear so guys go ahead and just prepare yourself prepare your hearts prepare your funny bones you about to laugh it's about <laughs> to be great um go ahead and get ready for our interview with kim and ellis deuce guys what's going on what's up, how man? how how is it how's life bad man gotta be here it's man good time. that's so good we are here today um welcome to the learning on the job podcast this episode of the learning on the job podcast we're here today with two uh of our i mean senseis in the <laughs> in the game <laughs> mm-hmm. for us they have yeah. blessed us more times than we can possibly imagine um they have given us words of wisdom things that we did not want to hear <laughs> and we still had to take it um and so we are here today with the illustrious the amazing dues family that was a grand introduction that's it this is this is Oh, this is y'all have no idea. This is like right here. This is soon to be hip hop royalty. Oh, um, Dudes family. They are they are like a music business clan. Like mm-hmm. the whole of their family is always ready to go. So it's kind of it's kind of dope to see, honestly. Uh, but yeah, if y'all if y'all just want to go ahead and like kind of introduce yourself, you can start. Sure. My name is Ellis Dudes. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> like, is, what, 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 what are you There's doing? so much more than that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's it. That says it all right there. No, no I'm, I'm an audio producer, music producer, and that's what I do. Absolutely. So cool. Uh, my name is Kim Dews, and I'm wife, mother, friend, daughter. Uh, occupation right now is program manager at Vanderbilt and um, aspiring uh, road manager for my youngest son, Aaron. Come on. Come I actually on. didn't know that. I didn't know that that was the goal. That's so cool. Yes. It's awesome. One of them. Wow. 
Whatever. I know you got many of them. I feel like I should add more titles to mine. Can you? Yeah. No. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a cousin. I'm a guest in the Hart household. <laughs> yeah, no, y'all can feel free getting the mics. Like it's okay. it's comfortable. It's like a okay. yeah. it's like a good yeah. That's right. That's, that's right, good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Whatever I'm gonna do, this we'll use this. Quiet storm. Uh, but yeah, man, we are here with the dudes today, and man, we are just. I mean, you know, you mm-hmm. McKenna knows better than yeah. I do. Like, they're incredible. Yeah. The dudes have walked with us through so many seasons of life. Mm. Even though it's, it, I feel like it's been so compact in yes. about like two years. <laughs> but these past two years have been so full. And I just feel we were talking about this earlier. I feel so grateful for wow. how much y'all have walked through with us before we were even together. Wow, <laughs> which is crazy. That's right. I mean, before we, yeah, literally before we were together, we met you guys individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and y'all have been a blessing um, to us ever since. Actually, yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit. Like, yeah. you want to just, how did you, how did you meet the dudes, McKenna? Oh, gosh. I don't even, I don't even think I remember how we met. Um, well, well, your brother. Yeah, yeah. So my brother and your son are friends, are really good friends, and and I think it was probably just in passing one one time, you know, either dropping off at youth group or something, and my first impression of Mama Do's was that I walked away and I was like, that woman is, she just like embodies grace, and I want to be like that, oh, wow. seriously. It has, it's inspired me. Wow. <clears throat> I actually felt that way about you. <laughs> that's hard to believe, but yeah, that's amazing. I felt that way about you when I first first saw you wow um, you have a very angelic mm-hmm. flow about you wow and so uh on the real mm-hmm. <clears throat> i when i first met you mm-hmm. i said this is the type of young lady that i would want to marry uh want my sons to marry mm, that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah well technically it worked yeah, out yeah it worked out as <laughs> so, well. wow. that's right you're still my daughter one of your yeah. sons did and i feel like that too yeah. which is amazing i feel daughter. like mm-hmm. i feel like you've treated me like a daughter mm-hmm. these these past two years even before we were um feel like before we really did like the depth of life together you yes. know in the season of you being in my mom's house or yes yeah um and I feel like, but I feel like you've always treated me like a daughter and oh, I've always yes. seen you like as that like <laughs> spiritual mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, that's like, uh, I think everybody has like growing up, you have like play moms, you know, play, play mama, play, play pops, you know, play family basically that you grow up with. Um, it's kind of like a, I would say it's, you know, culturally, you know, mm-hmm. like black people, we just have this like, oh, you know, mom, dad, and like everybody has this, this mm-hmm. is a very normal thing, but like there are a few people I don't do that like that wasn't a thing I did in my like I was just like nah I don't really call but like y'all are some of the few people that I like I have no problem being like mm-hmm. oh that's yeah that's mama dudes oh, that's, that's pop dudes oh. like y'all are actually that's like legitimately family um for us so um but yeah let's just get into it man how, like okay. I, first of all <laughs> the the question I have more than anything else about you guys is, how did you meet well, you wanna you wanna take this you want me to go with it what uh, you can start it off alright um well the short story was that a mutual friend, uh, well, her neighbor actually, her best friend that I didn't even know knew where I lived. They literally just show up at my front door. Now, the backstory is that I never really met Kim, but I seen her all the time. She lived right around the corner from me. Mm-hmm. And I would always uh, find reasons to drive down that street because I always <laughs> see this cute girl that lived there. And I didn't know where she lived, but I was like, man, I see her coming from school with a little, you know, uh, 
with the, uh, what, the Catholic girl dress out outfit on, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you got like, a Catholic girl that? dress out? So I, would, I had friends that lived down there, so I would drop them off, and then I would look out for her, and every once in a while I would see her, I'd be like, man, that's a cute girl. Never talked to her, but one day, it's just like after our, I think I just, we just graduated from high school, mm-hmm. and uh, they literally just show up at my front door. I'm like, first I saw her friend, I was like, okay, what are you doing here? And then I looked and said, that's the girl, you know, so <laughs> that was how we met. She literally came to my front door, and um, from there, you know, we just started just, actually, we actually had a breakdance battle. That's the, that, yes. the first day. What? She, came, she wow. came downstairs, and you know, I was a former pop and locking guy, you know. Yes. And um, oh, you used to like hit yeah, the, yeah, you know, the, the, really, yeah, mm-hmm. man. I still got it. I, wow, that's, that's, I just saw a little bit that's, too. Yeah, you see? yeah, that's where uh, <laughs> my son got it from. But wow. yeah, so you know, I was um, she came down Reflex. down in my basement, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, I can dance too." And so we put on some music, and we had this little break dance battle. And I was like, "Oh man, she's just so cool," you know what I'm saying? And mm. just I just feel like she was just uh, a girl that I feel like I could actually be a friend to, mm. you know, a friend with. But she was also fine, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, that's pretty much how we met. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Anything to add to that? Um, and the other thing is we actually went to elementary, middle school, and high school together and didn't even know one another until wow. we actually graduated from high school. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Um, yeah, the mm-hmm. funny thing about, about that is that um, we had, um, we saw on Facebook, a friend of ours had posted up a, um, a picture on Facebook. And we, mind you, I was in a different grade. I, I was a year ahead of her, I believe. And for some reason, we saw this picture on Facebook. It was her, a friend of hers put it up, and it was when she was, what was it, like sixth grade? Second grade. Second grade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look on there, and I say, oh, yeah, I had that same teacher. And I look two steps above, and there was me standing behind her. What? And, you know, I'm, first of all, I'm figuring, like, why was I there? Because that was not my class. <laughs> but I, I kind of had this wandering issue back then. But anyway, I just wander in the classrooms. But, um, yeah, it was, it was just crazy to see that, wow, my wife. My future wife was yeah, literally yeah. right in front of me, and we were little kids and didn't even know it. You know, mm. it was a while. Yeah. That would be so awesome if everybody's story was like that. Like your spouse just showed up at your front door and you had a dance battle. That's how you know. Yeah. Mm. When I served her, I knew that she was right. served. For you don't know, that means mm. I, I beat her in dancing. <laughs> That's good. You had to. Sounded really spiritual. I held back though. You know. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I mean, so like technically, so that puts how long have you guys been together? If that. Man, mm. that was what 80, 88, 88? 89. Yeah, around 88. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that math. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna try to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, we've been married for like, yeah, mm-hmm. wow, 30 wow. plus years of friendship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 20 years of marriage, mm-hmm. yeah. and, wow, and four years of courtship. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow, which is actually long in courtship years, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, mm-hmm. especially when you're trying to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. With purity, (laughs) (laughs) three month, yeah, and three month engagement. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was looking. That's a smart move. Mm -hmm. That's a smart move. We'll we'll get to that in a second because I want I want to talk very specifically (laughs) about the quick engagement. That's a that's a word for these people Mm -hmm. out here. But specifically, I kind of want to get to a little bit like where from from that time of, of of growing as friends. You know, at what point did you begin to did you see the relationship progress into more? Like, at what point did you see like, oh, you know what, this is this might be something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm. We had a lot of drama, Mm. a lot of on and off relationships, um, breaking up and getting back together. Um, I was actually in a relationship with someone else at the time that uh, Ellis and I got together. He was in the military and 
we were in. I wasn't the the other guy. <laughs> the was, other guy was in the military. That I didn't know about. Oh anyway. wow! The other guy was in the military, freshman in college, and Ellis and I were really really clicking. Um, we had a lot of things in common. Uh, he was a believer, very young in his walk. Mm-hmm. I was a believer, but the gentleman that I was dating at that time was not, mm-hmm. and he was very unkind to me and instead of severing the ties I started a relationship with Ellis while the other gentleman was in boot camp in Mm -hmm. out of state and so I could tell that Ellis was starting to really uh, gain feelings for me and I believe it was sweetest day he came and brought like flowers and candy I can't Mm -hmm. remember if he wrote me a poem or not and at that Point, I just said, you know, I need to tell him mm-hmm. that yeah. I have a boyfriend. Um, and so I did that, and something broke mm-hmm. in him. It was just so It's called my heart. <laughs> 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 Got candies, and then she tells me, oh, broke. by the way. <laughs> something so. broke in him. And so, um, oh, wow, we, we, I could write a book. I need to write mm-hmm. a book about this, just not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So, um of course, the tides were severed because he was hurt and I wasn't forthright in mm. and I felt bad about it. And But I still stayed with the gentleman that was in the military. This is my freshman year in college. I ended up giving my uh, virginity away. Mm. Also ended up getting pregnant. So I had, to, I had to drop out of college. And then there was just so much pressure on both sides of our family that, mm-hmm. you know, you guys need to get married, you know, yeah. and... I was still wrestling with the fact that we were not um, equally yoked. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that um, just because we were wrong for for falling, mm-hmm. you know, patching it up and just marrying it, you know, is. Yeah. And then we went end up going to the justice of the peace. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel at peace with that because I felt like he was marrying me because he was forced to. Mm-hmm. And I had always envisioned, like, this is not how I want to get married, you yeah. know. So I actually ran out of the courthouse. Wow. Wow. Did you I, really? I, ran, I did. I, I ran out of the courthouse. I said, I, I can't do this. I don't wow. want, like, a sympathy yeah. wedding or whatever. And so I ended up uh, rededicating my life back to the Lord. I ended up walking away from him. Mm-hmm. Ended up getting back with... Um, uh, no, not not Ellis yet. Okay, so <laughs> sorry about that. It's hard so, to keep up with. Yes, yeah, hard to keep up with. So uh, my oldest son's um, godfather, I ended up getting a re- in a relationship with him, and I was engaged to him. Wow. As well. Wow. Um, he was just so spiritually bound that he was like no earthly good to me mm. so the first guy oh and uh, he looked like I'll be sure too so this is kind of telling my age mm. I'll be sure you was like a the secular. light skin curly yeah. hair types yeah. I see you yeah so <laughs> so he looked good but he didn't have any spiritual substance mm-hmm. so that's the first fiance so then the second fiance he wasn't really a looker mm-hmm. but he was just like I mean we would go to the gas station and he was like you know, praying for people at the gas station, like mm-hmm. always ministering, always, always ministering mm-hmm. and always um, just sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like, you know, like God was first before us. And so yeah. 
he just got so heavenly connected into uh, the ministry where I just felt like, uh, did I even have a place in his life? Mm -hmm. And so he actually wanted to do more soul seeking to see if I really was the one for him. So while he was doing that, I was waiting. And while I was waiting, then Ellis and I reconnect Mm -hmm. somehow downtown and he pops back up in my life. And once again, I don't bring closure and I don't tell Ellis that I got somebody else too. Mm -hmm. So then once the second guy finds out that I'm in a relationship with Ellis, then he realizes, oh, God wants me to be with you, Mm -hmm. but now I've already gotten attached to Ellis again. And so somehow I end up going back to to, um, my second uh, fiancé. He's telling me that God wants me uh, to marry him. But then Ellis comes along, and Ellis tells me that God is telling him that I'm also the one from him. So everybody is hearing oh, from God, yeah. but I'm not hearing from God. <laughs> now, nothing is going on sexually, mind you. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm just not steadfast or yeah. just, you know, I'm just opening all these doors and I'm not closing and bringing closure and a lot of people's hearts are being mm-hmm. broken and things mm-hmm. like that. So eventually I end up uh, making a choice and I chose Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I don't know so much about, you know, like a soulmate, like God has like one specific yeah. person for you. I think in some areas, maybe he gives us choices mm-hmm. and there are different outcomes with those choices. And yeah. so I chose Ellis because they're, like I said, with the first guy, it was um, beauty, mm-hmm. but no spiritual deafness. Yeah. And yeah. then the second guy was Practically, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter how spiritual that person is. You have to lay and go to bed at night with this person. If you're not, like, you know, even attracted to them, Mm -hmm. it don't matter how much, like, soul Mm -hmm. saving they can do, you know. But then Mm -hmm. with with Ellis, it was like a blend. It was like he, I was attracted to him. He was good looking. Plus, he loved the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah. Yeah. McKenna having to carry this because I'm my mouth open my my (laughs) jaw is open. Well, this is something that we talked about for a long time because I didn't know. Well, oh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 I I was just hit on. That's good. Well, I was going to talk about how I um, really struggled with in the beginning of our relationship. I really struggled with opening myself up more to talk about something other than Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, pizza. Yeah, 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 the pizza, pizza conversation. The pizza conversation. I didn't, She's I in on it. We do life with these people. That's what I'm saying. She, they have it. They have the lingo down because we do life with these people. Yeah, I really struggled with that, and I think that that kind of that puts sort of like uh, like an like it kind of hindered our relationship from growing any deeper because that's all I that's all I would allow us to talk about, you know, and so a friendship. Uh, didn't really grow until I did. Mm. Wow. And that that really echoes a, a point. Uh, something you were saying, Mama Dudes, is like, I found, there was a period in my life where like I had to find that balance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, where is, you know, in our story, we talk about this all the time, but I was like, Jesus, where are the beautiful you know, women that don't want to tempt me. Like, and so... <laughs> you got it down. <laughs> she got it down. And, so, and like, you know, I didn't know that I... That, where I didn't know, I thought that I could commit my life to somebody, but not necessarily be attracted to them. Yes. Like I was like, that's what 
that's what being holy is about. Mm-hmm. And like what you, I think what you kind of presented here was like your choice to do that. One, the choice, the choice to make, uh, you know, um, Ellis, your, your husband uh, was not only a spiritual choice, but a logical choice as well. Like it all it resonated with not just your spirit, mm-hmm. but just like who you were mm-hmm. as well. So that's. It made total sense, man. I heard to make that choice. You yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there like, this was a good choice. I was the best choice. Man. Yeah, I can remember our premarital counselors, Stephanie and Daryl, saying something to us that they, uh, well, Stephanie was just saying, she was like, man, if I wasn't married to Daryl, I would still want to be his friend. I would still mm-hmm. want to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, like we connect mm-hmm. and, and we can laugh together. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's so important. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, just from that, from your perspective, like where, where, where were you in, in that space and in, in time, you know, in that story? Where, yeah. how do you fill in the gaps there? Well, I was curled up into a ball crying. <laughs> no, but, no um, it was, it was tough, man, because for me, uh, you know, I had never been like in a serious relationship to where I feel like anybody was going to be my wife, you know? Mm. So when I feel like I heard the Lord telling me that, that it was legit because God never yeah. like made me feel that way like about anybody like man I just feel like this is, she's different from any other mm-hmm. girl that you know I'd, I'd went out with and the thing was you know I, you know I had been a little more promiscuous than you know but I hadn't had real, real relationships mm-hmm. and um and so you know with her I was like you know I want her to be different from any other yeah. woman I was there with so we had made a commitment early on in our relationship to um to to abstain you know mm. kind of went ahead of that but but yeah the the main thing is was the it was hard to get back with her because i had this little my own little policy that i don't do repeats and mm-hmm. um but when we had talked and we had, um actually the thing is we i started having dreams about her out mm-hmm. of the blue i mean i hadn't had no contact with her for at least almost two or three years wow, wow. and actually it was dreams about her her, her son jordan because mm-hmm. you know i you know when i was dating her we built a relationship and mm-hmm. um and so I kept having these dreams almost like every night. And mm-hmm. so I, someone said, let me just call and see mm-hmm. how he's doing. Mm-hmm. I was not trying to talk to Kim. You know, I was like, uh, uh, so I called and, you know, she, she answered the phone. I said, hey, I just wanted to talk to Jordan mm-hmm. a little bit, of, you know, thinking about him, see how he's doing. You know, caught up with him. And then she got back on the phone. And, you know, I was kind of trying to keep mm-hmm. it short with her. And we ended up talking again like the following day. And the thing that um, I'm not a big phone person. I don't like talking on the phone, but with her. We could be on the phone for hours, mm-hmm. and I was trying my best not to fall for her. But I mean, we just started talking on the phone, and and it's just like the chemistry was there, you know. And I was like, man, I just I missed this, mm-hmm. you know, I missed that friendship. Yeah. But in talking to her, you know, we finally sat down and talked about it, and I knew that I was dealing with a different person. That you know, as, as far as she was, she was going to make a decision, and she was going to stand on it. But mm-hmm. what got me was she was like. I miss our friendship, mm-hmm. and wow. even if we can't be more, I'll take that. And wow. I, I just feel like, wow. wow. I mean, that was it's that was huge. like a line from a movie or something, you know? Yeah. I was like, I'm yours. <laughs> so, um, so from that day on, I mean, you know, I realized I said, I just said, you know, but going forward, if there's mm-hmm. any kind of doubt or anything going on, I'm out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I mean, we got to be in it, you know, to win it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the rest is history. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think we we got a lot of our drama out. Yeah. Before we got married. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. Mm-hmm. So like fast forward, you get married. Mhm. Tell us a little bit about what those first couple of years looked like for you. All right. Um 
Well, I think the the um, because like she said, we got a lot of that drama out. Mm-hmm. You know, because you always hear, you know, you guys are in that first year, and mm-hmm. you know, you hear like, oh man, we were at each other's throat. Because you're honestly, you're getting to know that person. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of things. When you live with somebody, of course, it's a whole different animal. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, I didn't know you snored like that. Or, you know, <laughs> you know, why you kick me in your sleep? You know, yeah. so all these different things you're learning um, can kind of be uh, a lot to take in. But I think because we had kind of dated so long and mm-hmm. we had known each other for so long, even though we never lived together, it was still, um, I, I think we just didn't have a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, drama, honestly. Mm-hmm. The, um, you know, in yeah. the first few years of marriage, it was kind of like, Smooth sailing. It was just like we're yeah. friends, and it's like, yeah. and you know, I think too, it was like, wow, we're, we're free. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because you know, wow. those, all those years are, you know, making That's sure we were boundaries. Yeah, boundaries <laughs> like that. It's like now, wow, you're here. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like you were you're sharing with me before, like yeah. you know, you know, you're watching a movie or whatever late night, and oh, it's, it's time to go. You know, mm-hmm. it's like no more having to worry about that. You you can stay. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, well, you know. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> um, I'll say also, um, I, I age. I think age played a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, in our favor, mm-hmm. you know, we were 30 plus. Yeah. Also coming in a blended family. Mm-hmm. Um, I had already been out on my own, had already been a mother. So um, something about having children, mm-hmm. you, you become selfless sometimes mm-hmm. whether yeah. you, you want to or not. So yeah. we, um, I think we were lot, we were older mm-hmm. and then we had other friends that had married and divorced. Mm-hmm. So we learned even through that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we we talked about expectations um, before we it's got so married, important. and we also went to a phenomenal uh, premarital counseling mm-hmm. um, or <laughs> uh, process. It was mm-hmm. like three to four months, and I mean they they went in, they mm-hmm. they dug in deep, yeah. and so it doesn't teach you how to have a fairy tale wedding, but it does give you as much preparation right. as possible. It's almost like a soldier just being given a rifle, a rifle, and mm-hmm. then standing on the front line, and then there's a war, but there's mm-hmm. not been any training or anything like mm-hmm. that. And so, I think you risk more casualties and things like that if that preparation mm-hmm. is not there. It's mm-hmm. not the end of the world, you know, mm-hmm. but um, it it helps a yeah. lot. Yeah. And so, I think that was to our our benefit mm-hmm. of doing that. And yeah, I just think also that was a time that was before uh, Y2K. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a lot of other distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no social media. Mm-hmm. There was nothing to compare to. Um, also with us living out of state for away from our parents, mm-hmm. I think that caused us to uh, lean into more one another mm-hmm. and lean into God more. Yeah. Um, because I, th- I think parents mean well mm-hmm. sometimes, even when they give unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, next to money, third-party influences causes a lot of issues with the divorce and everything like that mm. in, in, in couples. So, Wow. That's so important, setting those expectations. And, and I love that analogy you had about having been, been given a rifle and standing at the, you know, the front line. That's so important to to see it like that. Like that's the that's how crucial it is to prepare, mm-hmm. you know, because God is entrusting you with this person's heart, mm-hmm. you know, to steward to steward this life mm-hmm. with with this person. Mm-hmm. So, with all that being said, how would you guys say that um, y'all have seen each other grow and change? Okay, <laughs> um, I, I say one way is uh, is the communication, and mm-hmm. that's a 
ongoing, uh, never-ending process, honestly, because, yeah. you know, as you get older, you, you kind of change and you just kind of constantly relearning one another mm-hmm. and, you know, and just knowing each other's love language. And the, the, the challenge is you may have knowledge of these things, mm-hmm. but maintaining it, it's just like, like mm-hmm. working out, like you, you have a routine and you do it. And then after a while you just get kind of comfortable mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know, you kind of stop going mm-hmm. and it's like that a lot, you know, where, you know, you begin to find out how selfish you still are <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, and they're not feeling valued or, you know, mm-hmm. the same because you're thinking like, and especially for a man, sometimes you can be like, it's all good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? What's wrong? You know, yeah. right, right, you realize right. that they're yeah. like, uh, things ain't good, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you need to step it up, you know? Right. So, um, definitely, I think, I feel like for me, it, I'm just constantly being challenged in a good way, even though it may not feel good all the time mm-hmm. to just be a better man and it be a better husband, father, and, uh, you know, I tell her she's she's the main reason. I mean, even when when we first started dating, I feel like I wanted to be a better man of God because mm-hmm. I wanted to be be yeah. that for her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Be be someone that she could come look to and and trust to cover her and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's the most uncomfortable part. Yeah. At the same time. Um, it's one of the blessings because I'm becoming better. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm learning to be more like Jesus by mm-hmm. trying to learning to deny myself yeah. and put her things. And I by no means mastered it. I mean, just recently, you know, we've, uh, I got, you know, she's a beautiful writer, mm-hmm. but also the scariest writer. So, <laughs> what do you mean so, by that? Meaning, if she writes you a letter, like, <laughs> Kim talking to you, you know, okay, it's one thing. But when you get the letter, uh-huh. <laughs> that's when it's like, okay. Uh, I'm scared, you oh, know, wow. and you begin to, I mean, because she, she expresses herself yeah. much better when she can just put it on paper, mm-hmm. but I hate when she expresses herself. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, but, I bet mama does emails. Or, oh, man. Just, no, no, she, she'll go old school. She puts on some, you know, let her, you know, write it on paper. paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, you yeah. know, she took the time with ink and everything, you know, it's like, um, but in that, you know, I, I, I have this inability to deny truth you know, and, and to um, you know I'm self-aware enough that even if I choose to ignore mm-hmm. things when I see it when it's brought before me I can't deny it and there's yeah. certain things that you know she had but in this particular letter um, and actually can say, I've gotten only a few letters I had one before we got married and then I had one uh, not too long ago <laughs> 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 and um, but you know you kind of need those resets and and mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing with uh, a lot, I find with a lot of times with, with Kim, especially, but I think women in general, they deny themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they put their family and everything, their needs before them. And mm-hmm. sometimes to a, to a, a lost detriment to themselves. And, um, you know, and uh, well, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to ramble. But, yeah, it's definitely uh, the, the challenge of, of just kind of growing and developing the communication in a way to where, you're just really mm-hmm. learning to uh, see the other person's perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Learning on the Job podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Learning on the Job Pod. That's at Learning on the Job Pod, where we'll just be posting content from awesome interviews with couples like the Do's. 
Absolutely. And guys, if you love it, uh, we'd love for you to screenshot it. We'd love to see that you guys are listening. And here's the reason why. Over the last couple of weeks, we have just been so uplifted Mm -hmm. um, by what we've seen come through, literally brought to tears by some of the things that you guys are saying. And what we've realized is that the more and more um, that we are open and transparent with the hard stuff of our relationship and we get to be open and transparent with the hard stuff of the people who we interview relationships as -hmm. well that you guys are actually finding freedom off of that Mm -hmm. and that means more to us than you could possibly imagine so please 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 if you love it share tag mention someone that needs to hear this we think that this could be a resource for any and everybody and we want it to be as Mm -hmm. well babe where can they find you at mckenna underscore heart you can find me at christoph heart And if you really love the podcast, make sure that you subscribe and rate this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to it on. Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Learning on the Job podcast.